Welcome to Strong for Life Live. This is Coach Josh Wood down in Hobart, Tasmania. Uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about should you track your calories? Do you need to? Why would you? Uh, so we've been on a bit of a nutrition rant these last couple weeks. We had sleep before that. But nutrition is always a really important thing as well. Uh, first, some, some announcements. So if you're not on the email list, you should be. That's where the newsletter goes out. It's mostly just stories, recapping some things through the group, uh, but also announcements. So if you saw this last one, you saw that there is an upcoming challenge. We are going to have our first eight-week challenge. So stay tuned for more information about that. I can't tell you anymore. Also, we have a new coach coming on board soon, which those of you that are working with us at Strong for Life Online Coaching uh, will start interacting more with, and you might even see some stuff from her in the coming weeks on the group. Yes, her. That is the only only teaser I will give you. And let's see here. So let's get down into the meat of it. Get it? Food joke? Meat? Anyway. So the poll this week, and every week we have a poll, starts off on Monday, gives us something to talk about, looking at some things that are important to to your health, to your fitness, to becoming strong for life, which is really the whole entire point of what we do. It's all about providing the information and the things you need to become strong for life. So the poll this week was all about tracking. And the question was, do you track? Do you track your calories? Do you track your daily calorie intake? And the majority of people, 57%, and this might be different by the end of the week, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but 57% says they track occasionally and i'm looking through the people who did that there's a fair few clients in there and some regular gym junkies and only 21 percent said they don't track their calories at all and one of those people is my grandpa <laughs> hey grandpa uh so let's look at this why would you and why do people do it uh, and if we're looking through what most people who answered the poll said they say that some of them are mostly every day, except for occasions like when grandkids are around for the weekend or they go away. Uh, some people do it only when they're in a deficit. And uh, one of my clients, Kate, is just learning how to do this for the first time. And the reason she is is because she hasn't done it before because it's been daunting. The prospect of having to weigh and measure and count and actually be very specific and accountable for what you are putting in your mouth is daunting to people and a lot of people avoid doing it. So why would you want to? Well, let's let's break down what a calorie is first. We talked about macros. I think last week we went into a little talk about protein. But macros are the constituent parts of food that provide calories, energy. Calorie is a unit of energy measurement. Uh, and essentially... It's a way of just calculating how much energy we're getting from food. Why is that important? Well, from a performance standpoint, we need to be aware of fueling ourselves and how we're doing that. And so it's kind of like, well, if you don't know how much fuel is in the tank, uh, you don't know how far you could go. It's just a guess. Or in this case, excess is stored as fat. Any excess calories will be stored as fat. So we have this, what we call energy balance. And uh, the common uh, what way of talking about it is calories in, calories out. 
Seiko, C-I-C-O. And a lot of people will get up in arms about that. Well, it's not so simple. Yes, it's not so simple. But ultimately, if all things are weighed and measured perfectly, we know exactly how your metabolism works. That is all that matters when it comes to weight gain and weight loss. We want to be aware of calories for fueling and nutrients for performance. But when we're talking about the one thing that almost every person in the Western world is worried about when it comes to food is, are you gaining weight? Are you losing weight? We can add some nuance. We can start talking about what kind of weight is gained, what kind of weight is lost. Nobody's coming to me or any other PT or coach or nutritionist and saying, I really want to lose all my muscle mass. No, they're talking about fat. People want to lose fat mass. And we talk about calories and we're talking about weight loss. We're really talking about fat loss because we're not in a world of starvation. We don't need an excess amount of stored energy. And that's what fat is. It's our body's way of storing energy. Pick any person on the street and they could easily go a month at least without eating and be perfectly fine. There's that much stored fat. I'm a pretty lean guy. I could still go a month without eating. I would lose muscle mass. We all would because we need those proteins for other things as well. But there's enough stored energy in all of us to go weeks without food. And so when we're worried about being in a deficit and whether or not we're starving ourselves, we're really not. But it's about what we do over the long term. It always is. It's always about what we do over the long term. And when we're talking about weight loss, uh, you know, it's that balance over time. And we have to be mindful. There's so much involved with the, the mental side of calorie deficit and the the stigmas around diets and you know this this <laughs> the most damaging thing i see these days maybe in the 80s and 90s it was about starving yourself these days it's all about this idea that you can basically do whatever you want without consequence and be just fine and you should be able to eat what you want and you're going to look exactly like you always wanted to and you cannot you cannot there is a balance cannot have your cake and eat it too. You have to find balance. And so why should we track calories? There's a lot of ways to dig into how to maintain portion sizes and eat according to your needs. But the single most accurate method is to track with some sort of calorie tracker. And I always use MyFitnessPal because the free version is fantastic. It's got one of the biggest databases. If you're eating something out of a package, you can literally scan the barcode and it comes up with that product with all the nutrition ingredients. You can put in your own recipes, like my baked bean recipe, which I talk a lot about now because I eat it a lot now. It's winter. It's one of my favorite winter breakfast staples. Smoked pork and beans. There's four ingredients. I put it in a slow cooker overnight. One serve gives me about 30 grams of protein in the morning. Beautiful. I can put that recipe in and I have, and then I can monitor. And it's kind of, no, it isn't kind of like, this is budgeting. If you don't weigh and measure occasionally, if you do not check what you're eating and quantify it, it's like not knowing what money is coming into your bank account or how much you are spending. And yet somehow expecting that you're going to be where you want to be in six months or a year or 10 years. 
you have to budget your food. You have to budget your calories. And what I like to do, because weighing and measuring and putting it into a little app is tedious and boring, and I don't do it all the time. I don't recommend anyone does it all the time unless you're trying to really accomplish something. If you want to save $100, you need to know how much money you have and how much your expenses are. So you need to calibrate. So to be accurate, get a little kitchen scale to like 10 to 20 bucks. They're worth their weight in gold. Spend a week tracking everything. Put your favorite recipes in, put your staples in, do your food prep, calculate it all, put it in there, and actually know what you're consuming instead of guessing. It's going to take a week out of your life. And then you repeat the process a couple times a year. Uh, and if you are really good at eating the same stuff over and over, you'll always know what a real portion size is for you and what the nutrient value of your food is. Uh, and so I call these calibration periods. Sometimes you need to track for a long time. If you mix your food up a lot, you don't know all the time. But at least take a week to get everything sorted in the app and then spend 10 days to a month tracking everything. And that'll help you understand where your actual portion size is for what you want to accomplish. Uh, you know, for just eyeballing stuff, our ability to eyeball a portion size is only going to get good if we've actually measured a accurate portion size. You know, it's kind of like when someone says they have one tablespoon of peanut butter and you look at the spoon and it's six times as high as it is wide. That's not one serve, that's six. Uh, and so actually weighing and measuring helps us calibrate this. Now, when it comes to the downfalls of the system, people can get a bit too pedantic, people can get worked up and, and uh, feel like if they're not 100% accurate, they don't. They shouldn't do it at all, they shouldn't bother. And that's not right either, that's not healthy. But everyone should calibrate once in a while. Now, problems with the actual system. So the information we're using to track calories, Let's say we're tracking whole foods, which makes it actually harder than prepackaged stuff. Prepackaged stuff, we scan the label. It has to be as accurate as it can be. Easy. How big is a medium sweet potato? What does that mean? If I said eat 250 grams of sweet potato, you could 100% get that correct. Our ability to eyeball sizes and define things like medium, one small potato one large egg doesn't really make sense it's not accurate but when we weigh and measure we can be more accurate some problems with the system is there is a error threshold in the databases so if we say 100 grams of chicken breast there could be 10 to 20 percent difference in that individual product from what they weighed and measured or technically what they burnt because that's how you check calories is they put in a little incinerator and measure the amount of energy used. So that's an issue too. Portion sizes are hard to pick if we're not weighing and measuring. The data we have on whole foods is not always exact. That's hard. Also, we have individual differences. We're all special snowflakes. And that means that your ability to get the nutrients from food varies from person to person. There's a really cool study that was done years ago here in Australia. And it was a small one. I think it was about eight people, and they were put on what we call an isocaloric diet. Eight obese people put on an isocaloric diet, meaning they all ate the exact same amount of calories, and this was a metabolic study designed to look at how people lost weight. Seven of those people lost a similar amount of weight, 
one person gained weight. How is that possible? While our individual ability to absorb nutrients from food is different. If you have an exceptionally functional digestive tract, you will actually get more nutrients, including calories, from your food than someone who has a very poor one. Someone with IBS or difficulty with digestion might pass way more calories and nutrients than someone with a very heavily functioning, really proficient system. As you age, your digestive system becomes less effective. So you get less nutrients, less calories from the things you eat. That's important to keep in mind. So there are differences in how we do, how we process things and absorb nutrients and calories. There are differences in item to item differences because we can't actually take every piece of food that we have and incinerate it and see how many calories are there. We have to say, okay, this is our base model. And every piece of chicken at 250 grams is going to have about this number of calories, but there could be 10 to 20% difference. There is our ability to eyeball sizes. These are minor things. It is better to be mostly accurate than it is to be completely inaccurate. Do not let perfection become the enemy of good. Spend some time tracking your food, knowing exactly what you're eating, even if you're not trying to lose weight. I have to do it when I want to gain weight because my natural tendency is to not eat enough to maintain my workload, especially in the summer when I'm really active and I'm outside all the time. When I was a wilderness guide, you know, I would spend four days at a time on trail with 20 something kilo backpack walking around and I would burn 5,000 calories a day. I can't eat 5,000 calories a day and feel good. I will feel very unwell. I've done it before. It's not fun. So, you know, I can't keep up with that. But when I was off trip or in the off season, I had to make sure I ate enough to put on enough weight to maintain those kinds of levels during the summer. So for me, it was like, oh, I feel like I'm stuffing myself all the time. And us, us hard gainers, gainers and ectomorphs and skinny guys, uh, you know, this is the biggest thing. They're like, oh, I eat all the time. It's like, no, you don't. Until you calculate it, you don't know what it's like to eat all the time. And then you put that down, you're like, oh, even feeling full all the time, I'm 500 calories short a day, not including exercise. So it goes both ways. If you want to accomplish something, you have to plan accordingly. If you want to budget anything, make something happen, you need to be accurate. If you just wing it, well, that's what you've been doing this whole time, right? So if you're not where you want to be, that's still not going to be the solution for you. So stop winging it, get accurate, write things down, weigh and measure, and calibrate your understanding of what you're putting in your body at least for a week to four weeks every year and you'll do a lot better. So really spending some time on that, putting in the effort, doing it well, will make your understanding of food so much better. Uh, all right, that's, that's my calories rant today. Now let's take a look at a few things in the group. Now we've had a few conversations that are interesting. We've had Greg bring up cold showers. Uh, <laughs> why do you need cold showers, Greg? Now, with that, there's a lot of discussion around that. So, cold showers and cold water immersion or cold therapy are very different things. 
what you get from a cold shower is not going to be cold enough to get the benefits of cold therapy or in long enough duration or in the um, enough of your body immersed and chilled to make this happen to make what happens when we see these cold water immersion and cold therapy studies so cold showers my opinion which is not the end-all be-all i love seeing the discussion around it what people get from it my opinion is that it's primarily going to be subjective experience how do you feel after it it's going to wake you up like a slap in the face it's going to make you feel good you're going to have these endorphins in this rush if you can get through the torture of it but the long-term benefits and the benefits you see from cold immersion you're not going to get from a shower because it's not cold enough you're not going to chill enough of your body and you're not going to be in there long enough so something to keep in mind uh, i'm curious how many of you are out there cold showering and it's something i do periodically as well um, especially if i'm having a hard morning getting up it's shower hot water get clean blast the cold and spend a couple minutes just standing in there waking up so definitely has some value there uh let's see here oh also update beck doesn't have a hernia which is great to see she just posted that uh, in one of the the challenges for the week we thought last week it was a hernia this week she does not have one which is very nice very happy for beck uh, and i've been seeing some workout posts which are great and i welcome workout posts i want to see your workout posts post your workouts post what you're doing what is feeling great what's challenging i've had a lot of talking about how much people might not like hip thrusts uh you know that's important to keep in mind too if you really want to succeed at something you're going to have to enjoy parts of it you can't just torture yourself so although hip thrusts are a fantastic glute exercise you may not be able to do them all the time and still enjoy life so throw your workups workouts up in the group let's hear about them what are you loving what are you hating what do you want help with there's a lot of good minds in the group that can help with that post your workouts uh, let's talk about some wins too so i've got some client wins uh, i want to shout out to ed whose birthday it is tomorrow well technically today in australia tomorrow in the u.s uh, ed and i worked together uh, i guess it was last year um, got him started on his fitness journey at 52 decided he wanted to get jacked he spent this time working on it and he's uh, coming back into the fold to continue this effort to get jacked. Uh, and you know what? 53 years is young and he's done a great job being very diligent with his food tracking and his training and he's gained some weight and he's looking buff and that's always awesome to see. That's a hard journey. Uh, shout out to Steve who has had some health issues but is getting back into swing of things and kicking ass uh, and it's always awesome to see people get back on track after they've had some challenges so always good it's so easy just to fall off the wagon and stay off and let it all slide so shout out to steve he's back in action kicking ass uh and then i had a particularly particularly interesting one ashley and i think i'm i, I think i shouted her out uh last week but she has done a amazing job uh, this week. She has a 100% completion rate. So awesome to, to see. That's a very high number and the highest one of all my clients right now. So congrats, Ashley. Uh, and folks, as always, leave the, uh, I'm leaving the, the door open for conversation. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, throw them up in the group. Feel free to reach out with a message. Shoot me an email. Check me out on Instagram and then start a conversation. It's always great. 
uh, to hear what people are thinking and doing with their training. If you have questions, if you need some help, let me know. Let me or the other coaches know. Uh, and until next week, just keep coming strong for life.